best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of real proud playing motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to the party, pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the party, pal. It's a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Check out all their podcasts, all their live events, everything they got going on at OsirisPod.com. We've reached a milestone over here as this is our 100th show. Who would have thought our 100th show would be uh, a commemoration, uh, a celebration of uh, the, the new Elvis film? But here we are. Would have thought maybe uh, we'd focus in on Blade Runner or Royal Tenenbaums or Reservoir Dogs. But those movies, uh, I'm sure we'll touch on down the line. But uh, I just want to say thank you to uh, everyone listening, to all the fans. We've had a ton of support from all over the place, and we could not be more grateful for that. Um, Thank you to Osiris. Uh, A lot of the community pods have really looked out for us. Uh, The Inside Out pod, um, Daddy Unscripted, and of course, broke down pod and to all the hosts we have um we brought on a lot of voices over here and that's our goal to get a lot of different perspectives uh from people involved in the business uh to fans and um whatnot but uh thank you brian saxon mix mitch lucas chris thompson river jordan who is on the show today douglas grant justin wells christian needon jonathan hart will nunziata uh everybody He's been on the program. means a lot. Um, we'll keep getting a lot more voices, a lot more industry insiders and um, such. But just wanted to say thank you before we get into this episode. An episode which we dissect Elvis, uh, the biographical musical drama film directed by Baz Luhrmann, who co-wrote the screenplay with Sam Bromell, Craig Pierce, and Jeremy Donner. The film follows the life of rock and roll icon, singer, and actor Elvis Presley told from the perspective of his manager, Colonel Tom Parker. So, uh, as I mentioned, we have River Jordan on the show again today. She is a podcaster, writer. Uh, she does everything, really. We've had her on the Stranger Things podcast, and uh, uh, thrilled to have her back. River, thank you for uh, joining us once again. Welcome back to the party. Oh, thank you. Being so on the party is just one of my favorite things. Really yeah. is. We love having you on and just, it just, this is, this is an interesting one. You brought this to the table and, and you're like, have you seen it? And it was something I was looking forward to see. I, I will talk about Baz's films. They're, they're such a spectacle. And I love, I always love to give them a chance and I was interested, but you propelled me into the theater to check this one out. But I'm curious just to start, I'm curious um, about your Elvis fandom, kind of your relationship to Elvis before this film came out. Um, you know, where were you, where were you there? That's definitely the only place to start almost for everyone who's walked into the movie theater and that was the question i wanted to ask you but i'm gonna go first because i'm older so i have more history and i realized this morning and i just rewatched the film last night and bits of it this morning before i talk and um there's never been a time in my life when elvin elvis wasn't present wow and i and i think that is pretty powerful and I just realized that because he came on before my time Mm -hmm. Um, I was a little girl wasn't born yet you know during his climb to all the stardom but my mother was a fan as I hear with a lot of people going to see the movie you know my mother was a fan she had the records 
And um, actually, my father was a fan, too, but I didn't really know until he was older because he was in the Army and we didn't live with him full time. Uh, but so here's my first things about Elvis. I remember dancing with his album in my arms when I was three or four years old. So I kind of think he must have been my first true love, mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't realize it, you know, <laughs> until looking back. Yep. And I also started getting these flashes of his presence in my life as far as fandom. And one of them is sitting on the porch in rural North Florida in the backwoods. And the, the little porch is full of relatives, grandparents and uncles and aunts and cousins. And everybody was talking about Elvis, wow. who yeah. um, at, the, at the time, you know, was in the army, I think. Mm -hmm. And I was very little, but they were talking about him like he was a cousin or like he was the boy next door. Wow. You know, I think there was an incredible... Um, well, we'll get into that later about his appeal. So anyway, sure. that's that's the point of my fandom is entering. I, I was not like um, crying at the, you know, at yeah. the steps of Graceland kind of person, yeah. but always got a kick out of his movies, enjoyed him, had a crush on him as a little girl and, you know, knew that he was larger than life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea that that you're speaking to of how he was kind of omnipresent and he does. He he's one of those personalities and 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 musicians that really it really lingers in the American consciousness in a major major way. Personally, I didn't um I don't have that much of a relationship to him. I like a bunch of his songs. Suspicious Minds really stands out, and a few others. But um, truth be told, I didn't truly get it. Um, and it just probably my age range or or just it wasn't around too much. It wasn't you know I they weren't playing at my home. But that's why I think I really enjoyed this film and um you know kind of had a lot that i was able to take away from it it was uh immediately i felt the power when he takes the stage and just the opening scenes and you know when i would hear him um whether you know singing just on a, a record you know hear unchained melody or something i never or so just any insert any elvis song here i never understood you know how people could go that crazy the power that emanated off the stage and immediately when you're brought in and you see his charisma and you see just, we're going to talk about how credible Austin Butler did. I'm sure um, you just, you, you do hear the power in his voice and you do get, start to understand the attraction and just, you know, really get how, you know, it, it, the phenomenon can uh, began and then, you know, kind of grew into this, this larger in life thing, as you said. And mm -hmm. also I think the film does a really good job of putting into context kind of like, the time period and, and speak to where America was at. And I want to talk more about that as we move along, but, and just where he fit in and how, you know, that type, what he was doing was revolutionary and what he, the music he was bringing to the table that was, was not, you know, uh, at the forefront of, um, you know, the, the, all the black music and the gospel music that he was influenced by wasn't really at the forefront and he brought it to the forefront and that was uh, completely powerful. So, uh, you know, this film really, uh, besides the spectacle of it, and I loved I loved watching it. The acting was beautiful. It was really taught me a lot and made me start to understand why this phenomenon really exists, which I really thought was great. What did generally speaking, what um what do you feel like the 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 film, you know, you did say how uh you know the Elvis was uh you know omnipresent in your life and do you feel the the film did justice to this icon or or 
you feel it was successful in telling telling uh telling the story of Elvis? Yes. And um so I'm so glad you went to the theater to see it because yeah. it it is as it, it's yep. the spectacle that yep. he does and the way that he does it. Mm-hmm. What's interesting to me are some of my friends have said how many times they've watched it. Oh, and really? they keep watching it cool. and they're watching it over and over and over. And then of course from rewatching it myself. I got things out of it that I didn't get the first time because you are overwhelmed by the um, the power and the spectacle the presentation and also mm-hmm. and the sensuality. Yeah. And and you're like, oh, wow, this is the first time. I mean, you know, obviously we've seen so many renditions of this portrayed through music now and on the screen and MTV yep. and, yep. you know, we're inundated. But mm-hmm. Elvis taking the stage kind of blew the doors off just of of having that sort of sensuality on the stage and in front of America. And so I got to get back to the question that you asked me. Did I think it did a good job? In a multitude of ways, I did. And I was thinking about this morning and the fact that Priscilla... Uh, Presley and Lisa Presley are very pleased with it and felt like oh, they, they told uh, Elvis's story wow. incredibly. They cannot speak m- enough about it or about Austin's portrayal or how they felt mm-hmm. like finally it had captured Elvis's heart and his music and and you know I guess a multitude of things. So I won't put words in their mouth, but they continue to say this is the definitive movie that you need to see about Elvis. I love hearing that. And, um, you know, to speak a little bit more about, you know, Baz Luhrmann, um, uh, it's, it seems so appropriate that someone like him who does these grandiose films and so stylized that it just seems perfect that he is tackling Elvis. I mean, it's, it's really a match. I mean, Elvis was, you know, you think of the sequence, you think of all just everything. We got to see a lot of the, the stage presentations, especially Elvis International. I mean, it's really, really seems like a perfect pairing that that he's bringing this this uh, you know a story to life. And just um, you're right. I, the idea of watching it multiple times really, really seems like a good idea because I would just, I mean, I think of the early carnival scene. I was just completely enthralled with what I was watching. You know the the scene by the Hollywood sign, just all, 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 every, you know, part of the journey when they're taking us into Beale Street and everything. I'm just kind of looking around and taking it in. And you <laughs> You're know, right. there's, there's, there is, uh, you know, there can be in those situations, a little bit loss of nuance and, you know, kind of what the story was telling. But I mean, that's Baz's thing. You, you're in it. You're completely, you're, you're in it. completely consumed. And, you know, it's something I, it's, it's, you know, I know some people that, that that's kind of off putting, you know, um, Right. Baz's films really aren't their aren't their thing, and just I, I just I just think any filmmaker, any artist, giving me something I haven't seen before is I'm grateful for it, and I think that's you're you're guaranteed to get that when you're dealing with Baz. Um, let's speak a little Would bit. You, about, I, oh, please. go ahead. No, no, go, go on. Please. I don't want to stop. Um, I think also because he has been such uh, an iconic figure and loved by so many. There was probably also moviegoers or reviewers that had a little uh, pen out going, that didn't happen in that year. That didn't happen like that. This, you know, and it obviously is not a documentary and it's not meant to be 
you know, factual at every step of the way, you know, it is very bad. And I saw an interview with Tom Hanks uh-huh. about the, about the film and not talking about his performance. He was talking about how many hours it took to get in the fat suit and all the makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he said, you know, a film like that, when you think, what does it need now? He said, just more baths, give it more baths. <laughs> you know, we need more baths here, just more baths. It is so over the top. And yep. when I first saw The Great Gatsby, I thought, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, I, I like stopped watching it on a flight. And then one late night, you know, when there was nothing else to watch, I returned to it and went, yep. this is genius. Yeah. You know, this is capturing the zeitgeist of Gatsby and what the book entailed yep. Yep. in a different way. Yeah. And I think he perfectly captures the zeitgeist of Elvis and how yep. he turned the hinges of history. Um, because that's exactly what he did. Sure. I also really just a couple things about the Please. film so that I don't skip from yeah. beginning to end. Uh-huh. I, I love the sequence of, of the boy and I love the, oh, the yeah. sepia tone kind of thing. I yep. love him being a superhero, the way they did the, the comic book entry yes. to yep. that mm-hmm. and then you know right outside where he's living they've got the the tent that is the the bluesy joke joint you know where everybody's getting down and then he hears this um revival going on yeah. and baz chooses to show him choosing to leave all this getting down stuff because yeah. he was drawn to the spiritual and drawn to that music yep. and him yep. going in the tent. And I, and then I love the editing scene. And I, I think this is my favorite cut as far as editing from that moment to him standing outside, getting ready for that hayride moment where mm-hmm. they're singing and praying together. Mm-hmm. And then it merges onto the screen. It yeah. just it, it, a great piece of filmmaking right there. That it really was is. A, a great storytelling. Yeah. yeah, it's it's with Baz. It's one of those things, and I I like the uh, way you described your experience with Great Gatsby. If you're able to give yourself over to to it, and you know, uh, uh, sit on the ride without without like fully judging and the whole thing, it's going to take you on that ride, and it's going to be right. an experience that you you haven't you haven't really had before and you know i i do like that you um mentioned that that you know initially right away you're going to have with so many hardcore fans and with so much you know his life documented and and in the public when i was doing research for this and just kind of looking around at articles and just kind of seeing you know what information i could gather so we could talk about it so many articles were coming up like what did elvis get wrong what the movie what did it get right, wrong? Right. what did they miss what are the things i mean it was really it was almost like the thing that came up the most which 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 i'm glad i'm glad you you know you know out. what i didn't see anybody get wrong is austin butler's performance yes it didn't matter how much criticism they had Absolutely. for anything they would go but and with yep. exception and in spite of you know that Austin Butler blew everybody away. And um, when I rewatched it, particularly, and I, I don't want to jump to the end, particularly getting to those sadder places mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end of the movie and yep. watching watching him possess, because it's fun to see him do the Louisiana Hayride. You know, it's yeah. all up. He's on the Ferris wheel. He's ready to fly. You know, all the young stuff is so fun. Mm-hmm. But then seeing him embody him yep. in that tomb that he was trapped in, you Absolutely. know, uh, uh, in Las Vegas. And I, I 
I feel like he possessed the role the way that Heath Ledger did the Joker. The Joker no question. And which I thought ultimately destroyed Heath. And yeah. and I'm so glad that Austin is already on to other projects. Sure. But I did read he had to go to the hospital, you know, after the filming that he yeah. his body shut down from, you know. I guess all the performance and driddling well, and rehearsing sure. and two years he spent locked away doing nothing but Elvis. I thought, how do you pull out of that? Yeah. Um, they say that his uh, drawl, uh, the drawl still comes back into his speak, speaking a little bit, which he's doing. No. And, and we could talk about any, any, any uh, instance in the film, uh, but you're right. The, 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 the parts where he's breaking down the you're fired part, it's absolutely mm -hmm. stunning what he's doing, but it's all the way through and just, you can tell, and 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 there's information out there as well that the preparation he put into this is absolutely intense. I mean, he was obviously having singing training. Uh, he went ahead, and they didn't touch on this too much, but he did. Uh, he was doing full-on karate lessons because I mean that was something that, <laughs> and yeah. that just helped him with his physical training because this is such a physical role. He was doing swing and tap dancing lessons, and um, like I said, he's um, you know the, there was a dialect coach. I mean. He was completely in it, and it it, it paid off. It's absolutely uh, just stunning to see 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 what he did, and what you know. Now we know what he is capable of as an actor when he goes all in. It's it was, it was, you know, it's it, it's a big role to fill. You feel, and like you were saying, there's you know, it's 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 generally considered a, a success, and that's that's a huge win. There's a lot of people who would go in and like, yeah, that's that, you know, that doesn't work and whatnot. I was curious what you thought. So Ansel uh, Elgort, I think that's how you say it. He's from Fault in Your Stars and Baby Driver and Miles Teller. He's in Top Gun um, and uh, also The Offer and Whiplash. I, I, Miles is great. He's been he's been great. He's fantastic in The Offer and Harry Styles were up for the role. I'm curious if any of those would stand out. I think Austin was the choice. I think that they were already too successful sure. in different areas of their life. If Harry Styles had been on camera, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. It's Harry. Would have been, I would have seen Harry. It's Harry. And, yeah. and Harry's fans would have seen Harry, yeah. I think, you know, and his, his fans are, you know, special too. They're very yeah. devoted. Yeah. And um, so Elvis certainly, had his share of devoted fans. Yeah. What did you think of the story from a storyteller's perspective of it yeah. being told through the eyes of Colonel Tom Parker? Well, that's good because I'm that, that's this is going to lead us to talking about Tom Hanks' performance and also Colonel's. I actually I was um um I think I like the tool. I like the idea. I like I like it. it it's it's definitely you know taking a novel approach. It's you know a villain trying to trying to convince you that he's not a villain and, and, and find sympathy. And I, I think it's interesting. I think, I think it does um, kind of, if we're going through Colonel's eyes, I think it could uh, actually minimize some things that I wanted to learn more about. I mean, the Colonel didn't, and, and they did touch on this, but the Colonel didn't, you know, he doesn't respect black people or black music. And you felt that. And that's something, you know, uh, conversely, luckily, we got to see how much Elvis did and they did a good job of that. So but if we are going through the colonel's eyes, he's speaking to that in a way that, you know, in a negative light. And also he didn't care much for Priscilla. And, you know, she can kind of feel uh, like an afterthought in the movie in some ways. And, and, and um, you know, they sidestepped a lot of things about Elvis's and Priscilla's 
relationship that I might have wanted to know more about or whatnot. But that's because we are dealing with the colonel's perspective. Um, I think it didn't work for me um, that much just because I don't say this often uh, about a Tom Hanks performance. I think he's the most lovable person. I can't think of almost, you know, throughout his huge catalog of movies. I just find him endearing. I mean, I think the whole world does. This didn't do it for me that much. And I think there's a variety of reasons why. Uh, but I was curious. Yeah, like just uh, let me throw the question back to you before we get into the performance too much. What did you think of them telling the story from that angle through his perspective? I like it more with time. Okay. Uh, my problem was I was really taken aback with the Tom Hanks accent and performance yeah. from the moment the movie started. Because I got over the shock a bit the second time that I watched the movie at home, I was looking at it through a different lens and thinking about what was it Baz was going for here? Yeah. Because um, I think I told you who John Goodman is, who I would have cast I love in that role. John Goodman I would think be perfect. He, he's, he can be so charming and, and then also very powerfully intimidating and frightening. Yeah. And so I, I wondered, and he could have just been whatever size he is. They went and yeah, no had need for to blow prosthetic. him up. Yep. Right. Just yeah. let him be put a hat and some makeup on him and let him go. You and know? I could also say that those prosthetics actually, uh, especially, you know, around the face and everything took, a, took away from some of Tom's acting ability. He's got a lot in his face that he does that the, wasn't able to do with the prosthetics. And also, that voice and, you know, a lot of its voiceover, that voice was really getting to me. He almost sound like, um, uh, what's his name? Um, in Minions, Steve Carell's Gru. Uh, is it Gru, maybe? And, maybe, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and that, that's not a compliment, what I'm saying. It really, yeah, I know. It, 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 it took a while. But just, I loved when you mentioned the John Goodman thing. It just, it was like, I was like, oh, missed opportunity. And it was, you know, it, it, it's, it's not that we didn't see the colonel as a villain it's not you know like a lot of the intentions of of tom's performance definitely came through but uh that i don't think that was um uh, uh perfectly casted or or, or, or you know it, it just successful in any ways that really took a lot for me to get over luckily there was so much to chew on in this movie that yeah you know, even when you you know have a problem with um you know such a such an important character there was just so much else to 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 contemplate and, and and look at and the whole thing but that was that was a little funny to me austin carries the film austin and he carries he carries the film and he carries every scene mm -hmm. and that um what i think is tom hanks is also a really hard actor hard working actor yeah and i think bass and i didn't research this because i also didn't want to research what was true in Elvis's life. I wanted to look at the film as just the Definitely. film as Definitely. it is. So I wondered, um, and I will look this up, why Baz chose Tom Hanks mm -hmm. to begin with? You know, why, how did that develop? And yep. and then I was, when I was watching last night, I was, I was looking at the fact that he really sees the Colonel as the villain and the the way that he shoots him is like he's the wicked witch of the west not flattering no <laughs> but he does it on purpose yes. you know the whole yes. i mean there's even a, a a shot of him from the side with his nose where it really looks like he's doing the wicked witch of the uh -huh, west thing uh -huh. 
Yep. And and maybe that was his idea that because he's starting with the cartoon and the comic book and the flashes and maybe what he wanted was this cartoon-like figure that was not John Goodman would have been grounded in reality. He would yeah, have been a very believable a Colonel Tom Parker, really but he would yeah. not have been comic booky. Yeah. And yeah. yet, and I'm not saying the movie is, but it, it's showmanship. It's yep. the snowman and the showman and all the way through it. And, and then I really wondered what Elvis would have done or accomplished completely on his own without the Colonel. Absolutely. You know, would he have just been hanging around in Memphis playing? I mean, you would think, no, he's absolutely too great to not have been a stunning success. No question. But is that true? Yeah. I mean, things happen. There's the luck of the draw. There's yeah. the, um, but I, I don't, so I don't know. I don't think the, I don't think the, the billion people watching from Hawaii. I don't think that Hawaii live satellite first time. I didn't yeah. know it was the first time anything like that had been done. Yeah, I don't think Me that neither. particular thing would have happened without the yep. Colonel's sort of, you know, maneuverings. Yeah. But, you know, Elvis wanted to tour the world. That wasn't, you know. Yeah. He would have been out there. He, would, he could have been out there. You know, it's, 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 it's easy to think that a lot of what, who Elvis was and, and what people love about him really did end when he took the money and kind of went that way and, you know, set up shop at, the, at that thing, there was listen to a funny interview with Ethan Hawke. And he said he, he really liked the film too. And he's like, I almost wanted to remake it where, you know how uh, Quentin Tarantino kind of makes up his own endings to historical pieces. Sometimes he's like, I want to make it where it ends, you know, be right before that part. So we don't have to see this. this, oh, this I, down, down I, I, you know, alternate universe man i was thinking yeah. this morning in a multiverse somewhere <laughs> elvis is traveling the world and absolutely he, he did all his concerts some, like, in all the countries right doing some you acoustic know? sets now storytelling the whole thing it's i really like where you just went with that with the and i'm actually i'm gonna choose to uh uh, uh look at um you know the colonel tom hanks the colonel through that lens of the supervillain and then kind of how they personified it but I just thought this film was actually really interesting too, um, kind of because it was speaking to, you know, uh, not just America then, but just America in general. And 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 the colonel was kind of personifying some of the bigger problems in this country, whether it's racism or, um, you know, consumerism, and just you know, it was. I mean, he he his his greed and and you know, capitalistic, uh, uh, you know, uh, propelling towards money is really what forced the downfall of a really really amazing musician but i mean this also spoke to the you know intense racism in america it was really hard to see these these um you know uh music uh, executives and, and just you know really just kind of looked down and 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 they were kind of shocked that this white kid could sound like a black singer and you know there's also there's also homophobia in there and too where you know kind of they considered certain certain people considered him a fairy, um, and then there's a you know a kind of a puritism that that you see American puritism where people really, you know, some people had a hard time with those shaking hips and the whole thing. So it definitely to me it was speaking to a lot of ills in America and and just it it was talking about America through the lens of this musician coming up through you know these really tumultuous times in 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 the country's history and. Were you, were you getting a lot of that, um, you know, kind of 
this larger kind of criticism or um, more, maybe more than criticism, shining a light on kind of, you know, what, 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 what we deal with in America or what, you know, what happens here? Censorship and money. Uh, But I, I did not realize that Elvis had been so like one of the first memories I have is that he got sent to the army and I was really little, you know, but I never realized what was happening or the fact they wanted to put him in jail. And they were saying, you know, that he was such a bad influence. He was destroying, you know, teenagers. And, Mm -hmm. and um, I, so it, I just didn't realize that that had been such a major thing because I'd never heard about it before. Yeah, I got agreed completely when I was talking about in the beginning where like I I didn't get it. I didn't know like I I got I gained a lot of respect for the way in which he was bucking the system. And I just I didn't fully get it. I mean, I think it was the performance of Trouble, right? When he was supposed to sing something else. I was I was floored by that. I I was I can't imagine, I mean, that's gutsy today. I can't even imagine how gutsy it was. There was there was a lot of moments um that I was just I was really really impressed and you know kind of like i like the piece of advice that was dropped in uh there one time you know if if things are too dangerous to say sing and there was just there was all these different moments where i was like i didn't know elvis was this kind of kind of badass in the way that yeah, he was really, right. really doing it and that's something that was super super eye-opening to me and i i, I just that was i was glad the film focused on that and 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 you know that i could walk away knowing that you know, he wasn't, there's certain characteristics, you know, things that we think about when we think about Elvis, and that's not one of them, but moving forward, that's going to be one of the things I think about when I think about Elvis, um, you know. That song, um, I I did look up the recording of that song. I looked up the details of that special that they started calling the comeback special, yep. but he got very angry that they called it a comeback special. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh-huh. the, and that was Colonel Tom Parker was the one that did the comeback and he was mm-hmm. going to put him on the road for a comeback tour. And he was like, I, I haven't gone anywhere, man. I haven't been <laughs> gone, you know. So, uh, but um, there was something about, so I looked up the thing about the song and he really loved that song. Yeah. Uh, I have a dream. Is that the name of it? Yeah, you know, yeah. or, or, and they recorded it and they said when he recorded in the studio he was like at the end of it he was like in a fetal position like singing on the floor you know and and that um that then he listened to it like 15 times after it was done that he he just really he loved the he loved the song and the other thing was the christmas special it really was supposed to be like parker had this thing about we're gonna do a christmas special and you know, Elvis turned it into something else <laughs> <was> completely. <laughs> yeah. Elvis had something else in mind. I got to just say real quick, just because we we love Stranger Things and talk Stranger Things. Uh, Billy Hargrove was in the film. See that? Um, what's no. It? Oh, it's, oh my God! Yeah, right. he plays that's Steve Binder. That's oh a big. God, that's that's an important role in Elvis's life. He's uh, you know, that's we're talking about. Is it Dacray? It's Montgomery's his last name. Is it Dacray Montgomery? I think I that's know. his name, but he's uh, he plays Billy Hargrove. So yeah, he was in oh that. Oh my god, fun. you're right. You know, he he was so perfect for so that. Perfect. He slid role. in there. It took me he a second. Did. I, I had to look. I had to look it up. To good, be honest. good job. Good job yeah. on that one. And they, uh, oh, there was that. The, you're bringing up Stranger Things, and I was thinking about we were we had talked last time we talked we talked about uh, Eleven's 
horrible attachment to Papa who yeah. destroyed her and controlled yeah. her and, and then also loved her in a mm. way. But, mm -hmm. um, and I, I was thinking about Elvis's really unhealthy relationship with Colonel Tom Parker, who mm. kept, you know, pulling him back in. And, you yeah. know, it reminded me of the Levin and Papa relationship is, you know, yeah. But Baz's um, um, Baz's Baz's films are such a wild experience too. There was a couple moments. There's um, you know, just it was great to see how like kind of suspicious minds was kind of played throughout in the different kind of tones and as it's going. But there was also some um, kind of moments where they put in some modern music when he was kind of uh, seeing, I think it was BB King for the first time. There was actually playing a, a modern. MC uh, Denzel Curry, they were playing. Um, he has a song "Let It All Hang Out" that they inserted. It took me out of it for a second because it's modern music. And then at one point, they're playing "Can't Help uh, Falling in Love," but it's actually Casey Musgrove, which is a modern singer as well. Beautiful renditions, but it's wild that you know it's it's it, it's it's just you just never know what you're gonna get. Baz does um, whatever Baz, Baz wants Baz to do. Baz wants to do, it's, and it, 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 so, it, it works. It set the tone. Both of them set the tone and, and were fascinating, but it was but it was definitely wild to hear that. Um, I just see, that's away. the thing about Tom's performance yeah. is that I, I think it's what Baz wanted, and that's what I want to look up because I think a lot of people feel like, man, that was not the best use of Tom Hanks, yep. right, or his It's talent. hard not to think that, but yeah. But maybe Baz was like, perfect, you know, yeah. rap. That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted and everything Tom did, right? Yep. Perfect, Tom. <laughs> uh, so, you know, that may be a possibility. Oh, um, I'm super, I, super curious myself. I thought that the personal moments where Priscilla's leaving him were yeah. heartbreaking, they just were. heartbreaking. And then the, um, did you... Did you notice that the the film morphs from Austin's face into Elvis's face at the end of the film? Yeah, yeah. And That's... and so sad. I didn't realize that he had gotten that big, or yeah. that you know, and that, that I guess he couldn't stand up and sing anymore. So he was sitting Crazy. down to, doing his performance. Brilliant. I also listened to the real recording. You did uh, of of what he thought was going to be his last performance yep. when he was firing the colonel and mm -hmm. he was basically saying to hell with the this hotel you know and and it was a, it was a night it was a prison it was it turned out yeah. it was a prison and and he was, uh, it he was, was medicating in there and it's 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 heartbreakingly sad I mean, it is heartbreaking I walk away I and, so and much I'm, more empathy absolutely absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And i'd walk away and i mean am i right he was 42 yeah, 42. 42 that's uh, it's really it, it it's kind of gutting and like i said i mean i was as the film progressed i was gaining more respect and more intrigue and like i'm like i i get it now and then the loss like kind of like you know it resonates more because i'm like wow he had more to give i would have you know out of 42 it's just just i'm sure point. his his heart couldn't take it because they kept shooting him up with adrenaline Absolutely. to get him back on the stage so Absolutely. you know uh, none of us, none of us would be here. Yeah. But I, I also wanted to tell you about my trip to Graceland. So Please. there's only two. There's only two places, experiences in my life where I've ever gone somewhere thinking, oh, this is just Disney World. This is just another Disney World. So yeah. um, my cousin and I were going to Memphis to see Bonnie Raitt, and awesome. uh, we thought barbecue in Graceland. Right? Yeah. We've never been to Graceland. This was only about five years ago mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and 
so we're like, yeah, we'll check the box. And so we, we go to Graceland and we're walking up to the house and we're looking around and there is such a powerful feeling there. Really? We walk in the house and oh. it looks exactly like it did in the film. Yeah. Nothing has been changed. Yeah. There is such a feeling there. It's as if, you know, and of course, I think for Thanksgiving, Lisa Marie goes and takes her children every year for Thanksgiving there. The family still goes, uh, or at least Lisa Marie does. And no, I think that's where Austin met Priscilla was at wow. Graceland. Yeah. And um, so it is, I think that's where his grave, his mom's grave and his dad's grave is. Yeah. And they have, you know, like eternal flames lit on them and you go yeah. outside. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, but it, it is such a surprising, the only other place. And I don't mean this in a sacrilegious way at all. Even the comparison was when I went to the Vatican yeah. and yeah. I was like, Disney World, Disney World, everybody goes to the Vatican, okay, and yeah. you go in, and and I was like, and this is where you buy your ticket. Well, it wasn't where you buy your ticket, it's where you show your passport and get uh -huh. a stamp, because you're yes. going into yep. the Vatican, yep. right? Yep. And and so I had just such a lackadaisical attitude, and I'm a very spiritual person, yeah. I'm Episcopalian, which is like yeah. Catholic light, you think uh -huh. I'd be like a little more respectful, but when I step over that that area and actually stepped on stepped on the ground in the Vatican. Something I was so moved yeah. immediately, yeah. like years of prayer. So it is that same kind yeah. of feeling where at Graceland is where you get this like hush, this this feeling. Everybody says it, yeah, you know, yeah. or it, when they go, you know, and and um books had been written about people that went to Graceland thinking, oh, this is nothing. And suddenly nothing. you had this experience of being at Graceland. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you Easy. know, I, did your daughter go with you to see the film? She, she did see the film. She didn't. She, she watched it with her mother. She, she's, um, her mom loves Elvis. So like, you know, drag it to the whole thing. She definitely, she, um, obviously the downfall really bothered her. She didn't like that. She, he was, uh, he was kissing people in front of Priscilla. That was a no, but she definitely loved the spectacle. And I think she actually, cause she would always make fun of her mother for kind of, um, how much she likes Elvis. Um, and she's her story of liking Elvis is very similar to yours growing up, you know, yeah. parents talking about it with the record player, but, um, I don't think she got it either. And she was able to get it a little bit more and like see the power and see the stage and see people's mm -hmm. reaction to it. So I think just like what, what I'm speaking to, I think it was super educational to her to understand how this person could be so large in life, how this person could be so loved because he is such a big figure that it's hard for everyone to get their head around if they didn't grow up with, you know, him in their lives to be like, what's going on here? You know, it's, it's, there's a learning curve there for some people. And I think she was able so to like, you know, kind of understand some, which, which is, which is neat. And, and I think she enjoyed the spectacle too. I mean, just to kind of, you know, bring us home a little bit, biopics, especially music biopics, they can be tough. There's a predictable arc to things. You know, you see the rise, you know, the, the success, people going nuts, then whether it's, you know, drugs or alcohol or something's going to bring, or, you know, someone. It's always drugs. It's you know, always yeah. drugs and alcohol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, and then right. someone, you know, usually someone's there to milk them and, you know, take advantage of their talents. Right. And then, and then you deal with the, the arc there. But, you know, what we got in this one was Baz films are events. And so we got an event and it was larger than life. And so Baz tackling this made it different. And then we got, a, a, you know, a, a performance that's just, I'm going to be thinking about for a long time in Austin's performance. It's just, 
It's just stunning. So those two things really propelled it. Uh, plus, you know, Elvis is different too. Uh, you know, there's a lot that 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 we chewed on there that was really interesting. But those really propelled it past anything of of any standard bi music biopic that I've seen in a while. And it was, you know, helped me understand and appreciate. And it was amazing to look at. Um, it was fun. It's fun too. You know, what 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 for to close us out? Any closing thoughts on on uh, on this Elvis film? I do. I love the way that his, uh, I think his music started selling after the movie and, and that, I was to uh, and to begin with, it was boomers like Elvis fans are yeah. like, bam, we're in there. We're yeah. doing it. And which for movie theater, people like myself, yourself, people that yeah. it, it's like, I just love to see anything where people are going to buy a movie ticket and they're it. back in the movie theater. I love when a movie becomes so, an event. Yeah. So I took a friend to see it who came up to Tennessee from Florida to help me mm -hmm. get my house ready. So yep. who is an incredible Elvis fan, like one of those like special Elvis devoted fans who sings Elvis music for entertainment to people, sings Elvis's songs. He does a great Elvis. Okay. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. So yeah. I took him to the movie and I said, okay, no matter what happens, you cannot sing along with Elvis in this movie because <laughs> people in here are going to want to hear the movie. Mm -hmm. And that was Austin singing, by the way. Yes, it was. It. And so, sure was. you know, I want to, want to give him, you yep. know, credit for that. And he was blown away. So it was fun to see it with somebody who, what, who was an over the top, you know, yeah. might have been supporter. critical and was really yeah. good. Yep. Yeah. And he was blown away by it. Love and that. then the the Hawaii thing where because you have no reference for this. So I just no. want you to know when, when they brought up the Hawaii thing. Yeah. My cousin was young, but her mother and they they had very little money. And very, they lived in the projects. They had a very, you know, a difficult time. And she was a single mom. But that night that of the Hawaii concert, mm -hmm. she bought special snacks for everyone really? and all the kids, all the boys and my cousin, the girl, yeah. she said, that's what we're doing. We're going to watch Elvis. Everyone's sitting yeah. down. No one's the going in and out of the house. Yeah. It was like a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I watched it with my dad, uh, who was re retired then. So yeah. it just um, and. So it was such an experience. So yeah. I think Baz did a great job capturing the experience Elvis was to yep. the world. Yeah. And, and of course the, um, the sadness at the end of his life, but you know, he did a great job on the arc of the dream. Yep. And, you know, I, I guess the only place to end is everyone knows Austin is, you know, a major contender for an Academy Award at a very young age yeah. for what I think was a pitch perfect performance. Absolutely. Um, but he's, I, I, between you and I in the world, I think Brendan Fraser for different reasons is yeah. going to get it. I want to see the way uh, because it. every, I haven't seen it yet. Have you yeah, seen it? Either. Nope. I'm dying I, to. But just because of his arc and his yeah. age, I of think course. they're going to go. Austin's young; he's going to have another. Yeah, yeah crack he's going to have a this. moment. Yep. The On the other hand, loves the type of story that that Brendan is too. You know, it's 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 definitely something that they could do. But yeah, I'm I'm as at this. At I don't this know point, though, man. At Austin this point, is, I'm yeah. I'm completely rooting for Austin. I just you could you hear Heath Heath Ledger um comparison is is stunning because it just. 
you can see the work he put in you know mm -hmm. like you can see him working in each scene you know there was t multiple takes there's so many moving parts on those sets mm -hmm. it just it just felt it was almost exhausting to watch and breathtaking to watch at the same time mm -hmm. and i'm definitely I, I, i'm rooting for him i'm i'm so interesting to see you know his acting career moving forward there was another thing you mentioned i really liked too he was just under the radar enough that he could embody this without us thinking he's someone else but now he's on my radar now he's on everybody's radar and i'm just yeah I, I'm, I'm i can't wait to see what he's got next i can't wait to see what baz does next because his like i said earlier all working they're just what so can Baz do next? What What's, can he possibly do next? What what you know? dream does he have that he can bring to life? He can bring dreams to life. All his films seem like a dream. That there's it's just it's something, you know, it's it's totally, totally different. So this is fun. I'm glad, you know, I I I said in the intro, I I, I didn't expect to, you know, that like one of the things we'd be focusing on is an Elvis movie. And I'm glad you steered me this way. And I'm glad we talked about it because there is a lot to discuss. I learned a lot through, you know, a, a taking the film in and then kind of studying it and, and in here discussing it. So thank you, River, once again for coming on. Can't wait till you come back on again. We'll do it. Always right. something at the movies, man. Always, Always something, something new to talk about. Always more and more all the time. So and thank you everybody out there for once again, join the party. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.